able to leap rolls of caution tape in a single bound. Stronger than a wet paper towel. Prettier than a cow pie in the desert sun. And coming to you from East Tennessee, it's Alan the Safety Guy. Put on them safety glasses. Where's your hard-toed shoes? I say, I say, you want a heap of trouble, boy. Now, here is the podcast you've been waiting for. The one, the only, Alan the Safety Guy. We are with uh, the man himself, the super guy. Safety Guy, yeah, no, I'm not kidding, you, man. That's you know, but it's the can, way you say he, it. I mean, well, I, the way you can jump, I, don't feel I deserve it. The way, the way you can jump a, a roll of uh, what, what do you call it? Hazard tape? Oh, the caution and, tape in one single bound. Jr. I mean, come I will on, film it. I will film it. I will show you that I have the aerodynamics since I'm well, completely bald. I hope so. Then we can put that on your website. Well, right. You think that would be good? I mean, would, yeah, well, would somebody yeah. say something? Well, that was unsafe. It, it That's all good. I need to hear. Maybe but, some air sounds and shh and and some flapping and flapping oh, of the cape. That's you perfect. Know. I'll, let me eat a bowl of chili first, and I can actually generate. Dude, those I already sounds. did. I just oh. ate a bowl of chili, homemade chili. I was going to say, I, do you I'm, have a particular? Boy, brand? were they mad because it was somebody <laughs> else's home, but they had all the makings. I, hate I had to like, go through. I had to go through five houses. I could find the chili makings. That I'm not. I'm not going to buy it. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I like wolf chili. My wife makes a great homemade chili. Wolf chili. You mean you actually use a wolf? Oh my god, brother! It, really? It's good. It's good. I mean, That's, that it, was you it, out howling last night, then. Well, I mean, if you can mix, you know, roadkill <laughs> and throw the stuff in there, uh, the seasoning they'll they never have, know. You'd never know. I mean, it they'll never know it's roadkill, except for well, the tire marks. Other than that. Well, no, know. that's just a form yeah. of marination under You're pressure. probably wondering, what in the heck is going on? Well, it's Alan the Safety Guy and the podcast, <laughs> right? I'm JR, and that's and I'm Alan, Alan the Safety, Safety Guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm rubbing on top of his head because he's bald and beautiful. Well, now, I got a question for you. Yeah. If you're out on a site, would you listen yeah. to a bald safety guy or one with a mullet? What would be well, your preference? Actually, I, I, I don't really look a safety guy in the face, in the eye. Because that's, I don't know why. Well, it's because you're taller than most people. You, <laughs> I mean, that gum. Have you ever, have you ever had anybody that you're talking to safety wise look you in the eye? Well, just one. Um, but he had a welding hood on, so for all I know, his eyes were rolling. You could, couldn't tell. Yeah, couldn't I was tell. like, hey, are you wearing safety glasses under there? If Not he tries you... to strike an arc on your on your forehead, you know that there's something different. Yeah, it took me ten minutes. I kid you not. I'm walking around the site, and I thought I had my hard hat on, and uh-huh. uh, people were coming by and smacking me in the back of the head, which was acceptable. And um, I was like, "Okay, you're only supposed to hit somebody in the head if there's something missing. What could be missing?" And I kid yeah. you not, yeah. I walked around for 15, 20 minutes, and people came up and said, "Alan, where's your hard hat?" I mean, I'm, I'm the worst safety. I, I never said I was good at this. <laughs> you deserve safety guy. <laughs> I, I've got a, a lot to build up to. I mean, yeah, you know, better than somebody yelling at you, right? I absolutely, mean, absolutely. Yes, like that. I know. And you know, one of the things that impressed me was that nobody took the opportunity to drop any tools on me. I mean, I was grateful for that. Bless their hearts. Uh, I know that I was within they the care. line of fire, but it just they care never about happened. Yeah, they care. About I mean, so, you hit the safe. You hit the safety guy. 
I mean, that's just, you know, just getting that much closer. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, didn't think see, about that. Keep your keep your friends closer and your safety man closer yet. Okay, I'm going to have to heard, remember that. If I get that I put that on a T-shirt, do you want, like, copyright? Yeah, could I get... Or, well, I just I probably have to put five or six of them together. <laughs> you know, my shirt comes with a tent pole made out of Fairbanks. Omar, the tent maker, puts those together. God bless you. God bless yeah. you. Yeah, for those. So, of- t- so tell me this. No, I'm not the interviewer. I'm the interviewee. Oh, I mean, I'm, my get, I'm the one. I'm the one getting the interview, right? So uh, I don't want to like take over your show or anything. But well, uh, no. The whole idea is that every safety <laughs> has a voice. There you, that's good. I mean, you know, mine comes out as a dog whistle at times, but, I mean, it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, that dog whistle uh, makes them pay attention. They don't know where it's coming from, but they know <laughs> it's out there. So what is the, I guess, the hardest point to put through on any safety job? Is it uh, is it hammers, um, safety gloves, uh, hard hat, safety glasses, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever, I'm walking under a load, Hanging from a um, an overhead crane or a crane or a forklift. Well, what's the hardest point to put across that you've learned in your past history as a safety guru? Hey, Jim, you know, it, if you think about it, and I mean, just think back to the oil rigs. The biggest thing I've run into just in the past six years uh, since I've moved to Tennessee, it's it's always going to be related to two things. Uh, one is hand protection and the other would be fall protection and and it's sad you know and it, one of the things we have to continually deal with is that falls are still the number one cause of death of construction lately uh since i've been working in the general industry side you know it's it's still going to be hand issues uh, one of the biggest things that i'm seeing and i'm sure you've seen uh, especially with all the different areas that you worked in from the oil fields and then our time together when we was on Shemya, uh, you know, would be gloves. And uh, in researching it, and by researching, I'm, I'm going up and I'm asking, why do you keep taking your gloves off? Why do you do this? Exactly. Uh, exactly. The biggest answer is, you know, I have no finger dexterity. Or, you know, these gloves right here. I can't they, feel with my gloves on. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a huge issue. Um but then, you know, a couple of them I'll show that scar on my left hand, and I'll say, you see that point from the base of my thumb to the right side of my palm? That's from a stab. And now, regular gloves may not have protected me, but the cut levels and the stuff we give you from doing the hazard assessment, but nine times out of ten, when you go up to them, it's like, it, it's just binding, it's restricting, and I lose control of tools after a while. And the same thing applies when every time I go into... Uh, a group, you know, with fall protection, it's like your your harness is not on correctly. Why why is it loose in these areas? And nine times out of ten, they'll say, well, you know, no one's ever stopped me before. Uh, it's actually the straps are coming down because my pull, tools are pulling down on it. I mean, there's right. a variety of right. reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the and that's how answer, we learn. Not, not only is that how they learn, but that's how we learn as well. Absolutely. From, from asking questions, how come your fingertips of your gloves are or cut off and uh, well yeah. I can handle things better or or how come your safety glasses are on your forehead I guarantee you you never get something in your forehead by yeah, wearing safety well, glasses yeah, and, yeah and unless you're walking you, around without your heart <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, you, and you can't see but uh, uh, it, it I've, I've had experiences with uh, safety glasses on the forehead because they don't fit right 
or I can't see through them. I, 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 ha- I need bifocals. So, so that's how we learn what do you need, and they need safety glasses with bifocals. Yeah, but brother, uh, or, a lot of times you're not going to get a safety that's going to be, you know, uh, going to come out and be proactive and, you know, that's true. At. That is a great that's word. A big by the problem. way, uh, proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. Reactive costs you money. Proactive saves you money. It does. And if you think yeah. about this, you know, a lot of times when somebody's new on their tools, they go by the tool room. You know, they hand their chits in and they say, "Okay, here's your safety glasses, here's your gloves, and here's your other uh, material." And right. one of the things I really see a lot of, especially in, more so in the larger companies that I've worked with recently, is one size fits all. They don't go up and say, uh, hey, I see you got glasses on. Do you need readers? 1.25, 2.0, yeah. you know, something like this. Yeah. And what's really bad now, something I had to deal with three weeks ago with a subcontractor the guy came out with side shields, just rubberized side shields. Said, uh-huh. put these on your glasses. And I said, I need to have those, please. And he goes, why? I said, uh, are those glasses polycarbonate? Are they Z87? He exactly. goes, well, it doesn't matter. I've got side shields. I said, that's that, not, not yeah. what's required. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, Obviously, he's never, seen a, he's never seen a nail go through uh, polycarbonate and oh, glass. God, no, not at all. Yeah. Polycarbonate but, will stop a nail. Depending on how big it is. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, depending yeah. on yeah. the speed, the angle of trajectory, all that. Exactly, but exactly. What, but what you're seeing a lot of new safeties do, and, and it's nothing against them, it's just the inexperience. Sure. They don't know. They don't yeah. Know. yeah, and the management is, hey, I'm going to buy a bulk bag of leather gloves, and I'm going to give it to these fitters. And then I step up, you know, whether it's because I was the GC's uh, safety personnel or, you know, whether I'm there on behalf of insurance company is like no exactly you base the glove and cut resistance off the hazard this guy's cutting and beveling uh stainless it's going to cut through that leather so sure it is that's the biggest issue brother hand injuries and fall percent uh what do they say an accident only takes uh zero point zero zero seven seconds yeah Uh, sounds like my love life yeah i mean it's really quick yeah 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 well that's yeah that's includes uh foreplay but anyway uh (laughs) <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Is that that's, part of that? That's me. That is no way. That is, yeah, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more on Life of a Safety Professional with Alan the Safety Guy in just a moment. Safety Reports is a powerful mobile solution to help streamline all aspects of safety at the worksite. Their apps range from inspections, toolbox talks, JSAs, incident reporting, QR scanning, and so much more. To learn more about Safety Reports mobile solutions, go to alanwilford.safety-reports.com to book a live demo or register for one or all of their free mobile applications. That's alanwilford.safety-reports.com. Now we return to our podcast with Alan the Safety Guy. Speaking of lessons learned, brother, one of the things, so in all seriousness, since the last time we talked, uh, I'd put up on alanwilford.com about our podcast. And uh-huh. I put in the thing where, because so many people, when I was running a poll, hey, what what do you want to know? What do you want to hear about? Uh, and this is something, this is right up your alley. I mean, this is something you did. But I had five questions, different individuals, sure. two female, three uh, males. Well, this one says non-gender specific, so I don't know how to address that. <laughs> well, that's a uh, little different. <laughs> but what their question was, 
is yeah. because, you know, where our experience, and I put down that we were working in Alaska, what is the best way for a safety person that's wanting to work, say, up on the slope or, say, mm-hmm. like we did, you know, with Chugach right. and with all right. those companies? Uh, with your experience up there, what is the best way for a safety that wants to work in Alaska to approach it? Do you think that they should move up there or do like we did, you know, go through other vendors? Do you have any suggestions for them? Uh, y- yes, I do, matter of fact. Um, uh, ASRC is one. Oh, and, yeah, and, huge. And, and they, have huge. A, they have a lot, but they request certification. And uh, you, by God, better have that certification or you won't get hired. It's as simple as that. But, but, um, it, just remember that it's cold up there. And it'll get as deep as 105 degrees below zero. Don't forget the uh, winds. It, Do not forget it, the winds. That is because of the wind. That's the yeah. wind chill factor. Uh, old Merle Hager tune there. Uh, but uh, you, you just need to be aware of that before you go up there. Because uh, they, I, I don't want to say anything politically incorrect, but it's like this, don't whip out. Because if you go out there and you stay inside all the time and you don't leave and you just send out flyers, uh, you're not going to stay there very long. Uh, uh, and you're, you know and you're not going to achieve you know anything. True. So so you just want to make sure you bundle up. Because a guy will look like he's three, 400 pounds until he disrobes down to his uh, blue jeans and his T-shirt uh, he'll he'll look like he's weighs about ninety eight pounds soaking wet, uh, because they wear so much so much gear, and uh, I would say just put a good resume together that says you you're used to working remotely and uh, and uh, put everything down that you've done. Uh, don't be afraid to brag on yourself. Uh, that was one of my downfalls that I just didn't want to brag on myself. You know, I I didn't want to feed my ego. But that's what you have to do, you know. And I, hell, I got a big ego. You know, oh no, jeez! I, mean, I mean, I'm sitting in my home studio right now, so yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, and for those listening, if you don't know, I mean, if you missed part of the, the first segment, one of the things that, uh, I was talking about with Jr. is you know outside of the safety side, uh, outside of him being a great communications. Um, teacher and instructor you know because where he gets involved with radio broadcasting and training uh he actually had hands-on tools and especially out in the oil fields and in other areas but um you know he's got a vast vast background and that leads into the second question jr so one of the ones you you talked about certification this and again this is from five people that just came on uh from linkedin uh, they saw where I was putting this up. One of Good. the things they asked you, uh, or asked me to ask you, what do you think was something important that you felt you need to learn being a safety up there? Would it be first aid, CPR, uh, yes. you know, wilderness uh, first aid, or basically, you know, uh, how to navigate? Uh, because they they want to understand what it was we went through. Uh, but also, you know, working in remote areas with right. limited resources. Right. So what right. do you have for that? Uh, well, I would say a hobby. Get a hobby <laughs> because you're going to need to do something when the storms hit and they and they shut everything down like they do on, on Shimya. Uh, in the oil field, they don't do that. Um, they have wind walls and stuff like that. But I would say a first aid, safety, um, first, uh, first aid, uh, also CPR, 
and uh, and AED, I think is what they call it. Right, the, right. The uh, automatic defibrillator, which is very handy. You need to be trained on that. That could save a life, period. Uh, end of conversation. Make sure you have your card updated before you go. And some companies will say, or able to achieve that in 30 days after hire, something like that. Uh, also, I would say that uh, um, make sure you you know your, your way around. Make sure you learn your way around. Um, uh, make sure you bring plenty of clothes, things like that. Um, I would say certification is very important. OSHA rules, uh, regulations is important, but nobody, I mean, except for yourself, can memorize all the articles. Absolutely. Okay. So Absolutely. it's very easy to look them up and 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 study it, read it. If you got to read it four or five times to rem- to understand it and then go back and recite that not word for word but recite it to your boss or recite it to the worker uh had a a, a situation one time if i may uh, uh running a crane out there the uh, the 600 crane on on shimya uh they were asked to uh they were asked to take a uh um a a uh, pers- personnel basket and lift it up and extend the boom out and uh, not extend the boom out, but also lift up these uh, workers and put them on the wall and uh, where they had to go over uh, one roof and then onto another one. And to stretch that out that far and have the weight on it, it was impossible to do, according right. to OSHA regulations. Right. It's just right. impossible to do. I think it was Article 500, something like that. But that stated that you, you just can't do that because, of course, you know the further out the boom um, uh, the the lighter uh, the pickup. Oh capability. yeah. Oh yeah. You lose uh, it because now it's supporting the frame and right. Everything. And I and I uh, dictated the article to um, the boss on uh, the boss contractor, and he said really, and he was really upset. Uh, it goes back to that my statement I made uh, yesterday about if you're going to be a safety guy, you make sure that your management puts you up level field with with management or the owner because if the company's not behind you the job becomes impossible uh, so uh, the management was not really behind me but they realized that if they hurt somebody with that boom extended it would be a, a lawsuit or or OSHA be down their throat and of course no company needs that absolutely so the idea of our, our job is to is to keep people alive. That's our job. From the eyeball of a worker is to get in the way. That's what we do. We get in the way all the time. Yeah, it, it seems like you're, we're just mobile body armor. And, yeah. And that's a good thing. I mean, we're the eyes in the back of the head and looking that's out. Right. For the An- another, that's right. Another, if you don't mind me stealing the show here, but no. uh, another thing is uh, a lot of guys, like I mentioned earlier, they stay in the office. When they, when they go yep. out to the job or, or whatever, they stay in the office. They don't go out. They don't want to talk to people because they, well, if a guy says, I, I love radio, but I don't like people, <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> then you don't love radio, that's, buddy. You know what I'm saying? That's it's, true. It's, I like water. I like to swim, but I don't like water. It's the same, same thing. So uh, if you can't get off your butt and get like a parts man, parts man stands behind the counter all the time and makes the, the uh, customer go out. And check numbers and 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 yep. look at the tires and 
And if they don't know, that's why they're in to see you. You're a professional. They need to see you. They need to talk to you about it. So you get out from behind the counter or get out of your chair, get out of the office, and go see your workers. Go do a walkthrough. Uh, go, go sit down and talk to them. Have a cup of coffee. It's, it's an open-door policy that will not only get your premium down where you, where you want it, it will oh, yeah. save you money, and it will save lives, period. I was on a rig in, in Roughnecking when I first started on the, in the inlet of, of Alaska uh, outside the Kenai Peninsula, and uh, I was roughnecking. Roughneck for many years before I did anything else. Uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Brown, I will, I'll not say his first name, but Mr. Brown. Okay, it was shooting them. All right. Yeah, Mr. Brown was was on the, yeah, otherwise he's got to pay me. Oh. But we're on, on, the, on the Greg floor, and of course you hose it down, and there's mud, and it's slick. And he, he used that. He'd grab that tubing, and he would slide in to the center where the hole is, and and stab it in the pipe that's in the in the slips, right? And then they use the the, the power tongs to zip it up. Um, another thing is they used slip type elevators, which they, they were had dies inside the elevators that would hold it. If you bumped it, it would slip down, hmm. right? So therefore, you know, I got to keep my feet up underneath there in my head. He would hold that up and put it over his head, and my job was to push it away from him. Right, reach up and push it away. Got right. taller than he was. Right, and uh, <laughs> and he told the most people. <laughs> but thank you. I, and, and it went up and he hit the pipe that was in the slips, and it slipped down. And the only thing his steel toes did, I hate to say this in public, but the only thing his steel toe, toes did was cuff his toes when he cut them off. Hmm. It it hit his foot and cut it even. I mean, just right off. And uh, and it was just uh, something in my mind that I thought, man, it happened so fast. It does. So fast. It does. And if it would have hit him in the head, it would have went right through him. So it, it and people say, oh, I, I'll know if I want, if I can get in a dangerous spot, I'll put my glasses on. Or, or no, I know if I grab a grinder, I'll put my gloves on. Or no, I just oh, yeah. took that handle off the side grinder just for a minute so I could. And that's where they rip their leg open or, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen on sites where they pulled them off to get up and do an angle because they were worried exactly. about the hand getting yeah, trapped. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're coming back. And, and from a worker's standpoint, I understand yeah. why they did it. As a safety guy, I, I got to explain to them why they hurt themselves and and uh, that they that handle is on there for a reason, yeah. and that's for stability, yeah. right? Yeah, you know that. Oh, you yeah. know all these things. I'm I'm preaching to the choir, but sometimes the choir needs to be preached to. No, you know? brother, and, and it's a good thing you do because there, you know, there are some safeties out there, and that that was one of the things that was observed the other day uh, in this Facebook group uh, with U.S. safety professionals, in which someone said, "Hey, I, you know, I was considering letting this guy make an adjustment because the handle is removable. My concern was, and and he got bashed. And the downside to this was." The kid was a fitter before, went and got his sure. OSHA 30, and mm -hmm. is trying to make a start in the safety field. And where he was asking people, hey, you know, have any of you others said, yes, take it off, get in there, uh, you know, but do something to maintain control of it without that right. grip. Have any exactly. of you been in there? Yeah. And people would just bash him instead of saying, yeah, I may have done that myself when I was on my tools or come upon this, you know. Uh, and and that that's a good observation you got there. 
Well, so, it, it's happened. It's happened. It, to, it does. It does. Oh, it's happened. And or or uh, um, something about jack stands. You know where they uh, they'll they'll put the pipe up on their knee and they'll grind it. You know, mm-hmm. and then that then that pipe slips down and they grind a ruins a good pair of jeans. I'll tell you that right now. Oh my good god! I've seen so many car arts with tears in them. I can't imagine oh. what caused some of those. You know what happened there? So <laughs> they'll say, "Well, what the heck happened?" Uh, well, we had we had a, we had a system on the on the uh, LB real brief. We had a system uh, that uh, when a, when an employee got injured on the platform, I would call the clinic and tell them that I have an injured coming in. This is his uh, injuries, and and um, I'll be bringing him in uh, ETA thirty minutes, you know. And I would go to uh, and I'd pick him up, or the expediter would pick him up, which also worked for us. No. Oh. And, and bring them into town. I would meet them at the doctor's office. A lot of people don't do this. Yeah, I they don't have to... case management. A lot of them don't no, understand no. that. Exactly. And yeah. I don't know. I don't understand why, but probably because of manpower, I guess. But I would meet them, at, I'd meet them at, the, at the clinic, and I would say, uh, Doc, um, what uh, what's what's happening? And he goes, well, uh, I'm going to have to report this dosha. Well, if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. I never argue with the doctor. But if he said... I'm going to give him some pain pills. I go, well, what's going to be on the label? Is the, Will the label say take every two hours or take as needed? Mm-hmm. There's a difference. There used to be oh, yeah. oh, a difference. Yeah. Uh, take as needed is non-recordable. Um, take every two hours is recordable. So uh, it's just the fact that you be there. The employee doesn't get any less treatment from the doctor. Matter of fact, we make sure he gets full recovery. If Absolutely. Possible. Absolutely. And, and that's what we're there for. And we're also there to say, hey, doc, uh, you know what? What can we do? And and they'll tell you, and especially if they're uh, if they're your doctor. You know, every company has a doctor they should have. Uh, another thing you should be aware of too, if you're an employee, make sure that you you have the right, according to uh, to workman's comp, that you have the right to a- acquire your own doctor and get a second opinion, uh, because sometimes the company doctors. Kind of get into that, but no, 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 no. I, yeah, yeah. I know some coal miners and uh, people, you know, in other industries say the same thing. You know, they're remote and say, "Yeah, yeah, this this was not a good setup for me." Sure, exactly, and that happens, especially when you when you go to court and your lawyer takes forty percent of your of your <laughs> your uh, check. But anyway, <laughs> well, and, and I'm glad you got into that. So here's the last thing uh, oh, yes, for sir. this segment of questions. So. Your experience on your tools, do you feel, and your experience out in the field prior to becoming safety, do you feel that that gave you a better approach and a better understanding of your job as safety, or do you think that the safety training that you received and the experiences just showed you more or less how unsafe you were in the past? Because the question is, there's a lot of guys wanting to get off their tools due to age, uh, you know, just wanting to take a break from it, they're looking at safety as a profession, and they want to know if their experiences will help, you know, say a welder uh, gets on with a pipe fitting company. He's going to know what welders do. He's going to know the tricks of the trade. Exactly. Um, do you think that they would have a better uh, time being a safety for specific trade, or do you think that it's just best to come straight out of school, not mention the trades, and not build that relationship from experiences. Well, that's that's a good question. Uh, can I call you Alan? Please, yeah, call me by my <laughs> first name, sir. 
Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> ab- <laughs> absolutely. Uh, uh, the, the trade will definitely give you an insight. And that's something you need because you can't just go up to the guy and go, hey, uh, get some safety shoes. Yeah, okay. Well, no. <laughs> How come? I can't afford them. Uh, it's definitely a, a trade issue. If you're, if you're a welder, then you know uh, what kind of screen to have in your, in your, in your helmet, in your, in your hood. Uh, you know uh, that uh, you need to wear a certain kind of gloves. Uh, and, and you know that when you strike that arc, uh, if you don't have it hood down, uh, you're going to go blind. Uh, the, these are just some of the things. Uh, if you're a truck driver, or or, or let's say you're a um, a safety guy in the pit uh, on, a, on, a, on a construction job, uh, and you don't know what they're doing when they drive a scraper. You don't know what they're doing when they drive a, a, a compactor. You don't know what, because the, there's a lot of wear and tear on the body on a compactor, and, and some people just don't know that. Uh, if you're uh, dealing with a, a hammer, or or if you're running fence posts and you got that hammer thing, um, a lot of things that go wrong with your body if you carry on into your later years, or even oh, depending on, on how you lift. Lifting, absolutely. proper lifting uh, explains that. Um, uh, ergonomics, um, um, the the motion of the body, uh, th- things like that. Uh, it, it, you need to have some kind. Sure, you can go to school and you can learn. Um, I wish I had of, but I didn't. And if you go and you read that book and you follow that book to the T, that's still not going to help you because there's some things in life that are not written in a book that, that you can learn from experience. And, uh, I don't mean to sound like I'm mad when I say that. <laughs> Be mad. I, yeah. <laughs> you can throw it out there. I mean, you came off your but tools. If, if I don't, if I don't know, I'll learn. Absolutely. I'll go out and, and I'll go out in the airfield and have somebody show me how to run that vacuum truck, you know that that, that scrapes the, the the runway, it brushes the runway and vacuums it. I'll, I'll go out and I'll uh, I'll learn how to do that. Um, I can't operate it, being a, a safety manager or a safety person. Uh, I can uh, I can learn or right. I can train either one. Uh, if I don't know what it takes to run those uh, brooms out there when they plow the snow. I can get oh, yeah, sitting that's that. something else. I know that you can you can, you can tear some stuff up with those. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I will go up and I'll sit in the in the buggy seat and I'll and I'll learn. I'll learn what they do. I'll I'll see their movements and their and their uh, um, their body motions and and how they set um, ergonomics. I believe is what they call see, that. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, it, you you can't really look at the hazards or the potential issues with somebody if you don't observe what's being done. So, the, yeah, the so, hazard so, assessment is critical. Exactly. Exactly. It's critical. It is. It is critical. And root cause. Uh, uh, root cause is, I don't know, how do you start your car? Well, you turn the key. That's a root cause. You know, um, um, how do you uh, how do you drive a truck? Well, you get in it. There's your root <laughs> cause right there. Uh, but, but no, I, I would say Definitely, if you're on the job, learn as much as you can, uh, and then learn as much as you can about safety. Get your certifications. Get your OSHA 301, 300. Uh, get your um, your um, global harmonization. Uh, it doesn't mean that you sing, you know, harmony with somebody else. Right, just, right. Just good just labeling just means, and all. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, reporting uh, uh, is 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 great with the 300, 301. Or just reporting and doing your reports 
and sending them into your uh, safety director if you have a safety director. Uh, also, um, uh, learn uh, uh, learn out of the book. Uh, have somebody that that knows that you can shadow, you know, and, and because boy, I mean, you can learn from a from a mature, I should say. Well, that's a good way to say that. <laughs> Some old son of a gun that does safety, you can learn from them. Uh, but but definitely, if you don't have a passion for it, don't get it. Don't do it. It's just that simple. If you don't have a passion, because safety is not a joke, uh, and and you know that, man. You deal with it every single day. You have more certificates than Carter's got pills. I, I have a good printer. That's why I have so many. <laughs> I don't know where you got all them acronyms after your name, but that, that's pretty impressive, buddy. Uh, but, if but, you take the old animal, an, uh, animal-like speak and spell, moo, oh, oh yes, I got a certificate <laughs> in M-O-O, D-A-H. Yeah, you I, know, I'm working if on you it. Don't, if you don't know a printer in, in, uh, in the Adobe uh, Photoshop, and you're in trouble. Hold on a second. <laughs> How do you spell Adobe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just uh, put in a couple slashes and a dot and a dash. Okay. You're, huh. you're doing well, that now, aren't you? <laughs> I, I am. I am. <laughs> but okay. but that, that that would be the answer to, to that question, the great question, question, by the way. But you need the experience. You've got to have the experience. OJT is great experience. But Absolutely. you have to have the experience. Nothing Either that or learn, learn on the job. Go out and, and show an interest in, in your employees and back them up. Back them up. They get hurt, and somebody makes fun of them, or or, or tells them to uh, go home, you know, because they're done. And back them up. Go on to your to your boss or your management and say, "Hey, listen, man, uh, the guy was injured. He come in. He was honest with you. He told you what happened, and and you let him go. You can't do that because then you show that uh, um, discomfort with uh-huh. the rest of your employees, and they see that, and they don't like it. They they, just, they don't like it, and they're not going to listen. Then you know. So if you uh, don't destroy that line of communication. So, so you got to learn. you got to learn to show an interest in your employees. That's, that's See, and, and I'm glad you said that. One of the things I'm constantly putting out there for people that want to get, you know, like into safety as, as a profession, uh, they say, well, you know, I just want to work at this one plant and get some experience and then go here and go here. And I said, well, if you're just going to work in one facility, you're going to learn that facility. And then as soon as you go to the next one, they're going to have a whole different safety program. So you're going to have to be re-educating yourself. So I said, learn your course. And read your um, MSDSs or your DSs or Uh, whatever they they call it now. And and it's online now, too, just so you know, Jerry. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Thousands of them. Thousands. It's amazing. Every time you get a new chemical, go to your people face-to-face. Shake their hand and say, this is something new in the company. And we want you to be aware of it. You must wear this. You must wear that. Watch it because it'll eat you alive. Uh, yeah, things it, like that. Where, that where is you, a great tool. Yeah. That is yeah. a great tool. Yeah. And how I enforce it, just going along with what Jr. said, is every time I go up to somebody, just like Jr. said, you know, face to face, who's going to use it? I said, read section four, and they're like, oh, it's first aid. I said, right. So I want you to know the first aid because you're not going to read this SDS when you need to. Yeah. So I want you to know how to tell someone to help you. And they're yes. like, okay, uh, where's the PP yet? And I said, oh, that's Section 8. Read Section 4. Great, great. <laughs> and you, if you have to, you read it with them. Orientation Absolutely. was a big thing. I, I know we're, we're running short on time here, but orientation is a very important thing that I, I've found out oh, on the God island. Oh, bless you, yes. When I was on the island. Uh, uh, the, the separate tests that you have, 
a lot of people are scared of tests, man. Yes. They're, they're fighting the death of tests. You go, well, there's going to be some tests coming up before you go to work for us, man, because we really are serious about safety. Yeah, well, now you just scared the guy to death. Is He's not going to be thinking straight. So what I did was I would make him watch those corny videos, and then I would uh, apologize for that. And, and, and I would, I would yeah. give him a test. And, and, they, and they would do the test. They would go, man, I don't know. Don't worry about it. Okay, because I'm going to go through it with you. So I, we would take the test, and we would say, okay, what uh, what what can't you do with a forklift? What aren't you supposed to do? Let's say you're, you're going into a, um, a, a trailer, and you're going to unload it, or you're going to load it. What do you do first? You inspect the trailer. Of course, you inspect the, the, the dog that's that's holding it in, into the the dock, and, and you check the uh, if the truck is gone, you check the, the dollies in front. There's certain things that you check. And, and, and then they say, well, what about back safety? Or, or uh, maybe something a little more uh, uh, close to the, to the mind here is, is um, uh, chemicals. Yes. How do you, how do you yeah. deal with chemicals? Chemical spill. Who do you tell? Who do you tell? It is, well, anybody. No, no, you don't really tell anybody, but here's what you do. And, and then they would go, okay, can I, uh, can I write that down? I said, sure, write that in there. And then, and then they, they get 100%. And they go, wow! How come you give me hundred percent? Because now you know, now you know, now you've 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 talked with me. I know how you feel about it. You know how I feel about it. So uh, literally, they pass the test. It's nothing that you would have to be scared of, because that just scares the daylights out of some people. Like, oh yeah, it, yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> man, I am man. I'm shook up, man. I tell you what, you want to do a driver's test? And they go, yeah, we're gonna get you, buddy. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take your kids. You know, your car, which they didn't, but I, I, oh, I was going to say, yeah, did that happen? I mean, no. Okay, brother. <laughs> well, before we wrap this up, three things yes. you got to know. Did you know that this uh, podcast would be clothing optional? Uh, I'm glad because I'm not wearing any pants. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Second, I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie yeah, that says that's, that's neg- negative people say. care about safety. See, I. I, I couldn't find that anywhere on Amazon. <laughs> well, because you're not looking in the right place. Uh, the second question, have you ever been <laughs> abducted by an alien? Yes. Was it good or yeah, I mean, just something you want to talk about? Oh, it was group? great. Oh. <laughs> we had a, oh, there was two of us, and I think it was a she. I'm pretty sure. And okay. we, had a bottle, we had a bottle of Nick which is uh, alien for tequila. Now... Was that before you drank the tequila that the alien appeared, or during? Or uh, I mean, I'm just no, I'm a just little curious. bit in, in the middle. In the middle, it was Nick Knock, uh, 1800. So it was the best of that Nick Knock. <laughs> it comes from Southern Southern Ilbuk. I see. I, I've been trying to Google that too. Uh, yeah, uh, you won't yeah, find it. Yeah. Earth, no. All right, brother. The and alien. the last one. So, do you think there is a, and, and this is one of the uh, one of the things that people ask all the time, do you think that in the future, um, safety will have more impact, uh, you know, out in the field, or do you think because of the high rate of injuries, people will actually stop and do things in a manner where a safety would not be necessary? That would be stupid. Uh, that would be literally um, uncanny. Uh, safety will only stick around for a long time. It's going to get better because everything is going to get automated. 
Yeah, and that that was one of the questions that you know somebody was concerned about because where they're putting on these new chips and devices for like right. you know loan workers. Uh, huh. So if they go down, you know they got to switch on them. There, people are concerned that through the use of cameras and you know work safety monitoring and job site monitoring that uh, safeties are going to be something in the past here shortly. No, just because right. of the way you know apps and everything else are going right. on, they right. can track right. it through right. the phone. Well, well, like uh, apps are n- nothing wrong with apps as uh, Safety Reports does uh, when they uh, when they actually teach you how to operate uh, the uh, safety mobile apps. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, no, char- no charge for that at all. Uh, but no, they, uh, um, the STAs, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, incident reporting, um, in- investigation. Uh, how simple is that investigation? It's not very simple. No. It's no, hard, especially when somebody doesn't tell you the truth. Yeah. You go, well, I don't know, man, that... Uh, that uh, that post just came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when yeah, that they, happens. They do that. <laughs> they do that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the great J.R. Kitchens, uh, who hopefully we will be pulling in as our engineer for the Dragging Up uh, podcast and who I'd like to be the the saint uh, out of my center side. And hopefully <laughs> in the future we, you know, we'll be getting uh, more guests on that we can catch him between the two of us and make a safety right. Oreo out of um, safety Oreo. <laughs> I know, I know that's probably not HR friendly, but you know, I just have to look <laughs> at it and, uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. HR friendly. You gotta be HR friendly when you're safety. Yeah. You just, there's just no way around it. You just have to be. Yeah. I should have been told that the infamous, weeks ago. the fantastic <laughs> star radio and television, Alan, the safety guy right here. And the internationally famous radio broadcaster, pipeline safety, and educator, JR. Thank you. Thank you very much. Be here all week. JR, Saturday. Try the roast beef. Well, I was going to say JR Kitchens, but I didn't want them to think, ooh, is that a restaurant? So, Yes, it could be. Safety restaurant. It should be. It should be. Yeah, go in all the utensils. Every waitress knows CPR. Thanks for having me on, buddy. I really appreciate it. Hey, brother, thank you. I love you, man, and thank you for your time. Love you too, buddy. All right. I love the safety guy. Ow! Safety Reports is a powerful mobile solution to help streamline all aspects of safety at the worksite. Their apps range from inspections, toolbox talks, JSAs, incident reporting, QR scanning, and so much more. To learn more about Safety Reports mobile solutions, go to alanwilford.safety-reports.com to book a live demo or register for one or all of their free mobile applications. That's alanwilford.safety-reports.com. The views expressed on this program are solely the opinions of the host and guest, not necessarily those of their employer, committee, division, or any other group or individual. This podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Nothing within this recording is intended to be used for legal guidelines as representation for any entity. No portion of this podcast may be reproduced without the expressed full consent of Alan the Safety Guy. You've been listening to Alan the Safety Guy. If you'd like to be on the show or have a comment, alan at alanwilford.com or call 910-431-6437. 910-431-6437. 
Thanks for joining us, and have a great day. Be safe.